0: I'm Kate Daniels, calling all animal lovers. Paws is in the house this morning with a big invite to a major fundraiser, as well as simply something that's major fun. It's happening this coming weekend, and we want everyone to come out and have a great time, support a great organization, and possibly even consider expanding your furry family. Catherine Spink is the Marketing and Communications Manager with Paws, Anna Bolick is a big supporter, and also happens to be the mom, the guardian of Kenai, top dog for this year's event. And they're here to share some stories and give insights to the important work that Paws does in our community. Well, good morning to a, a wonderfully full studio this morning, and concluding a wonderful fuzzy friend with us, Kenai's with us, and his mom, Anna Bolick is with us. Hi, Anna. Great to have you here. Hi. Thank you. And also, Catherine Spink with Paws is with us. Hi. Hi. We're all here together because we are going to extend this huge invitation to one of the big, or is it the biggest fundraiser of the year, Catherine?
1: It's one of our largest fundraisers, Paws Walk. Um, Yeah, it's a community fundraiser. So about 1,000 people and their dogs join us up in Marymoor Park in Redmond um, for a fun 5K walk. It's not a competition. It's just enjoy and walk for the animals. And all the money raised from that event actually goes directly to support what we do at Paws, which is rehabilitate um, injured and orphaned wildlife and also find new homes for cats and dogs in need. So it's a really valuable, valuable event and a really fun part of our calendar. So the thing that strikes
0: me is, of course, with this being a walk and it's a 5K you can think of not having to plan another walk with your dog or your cat that day, particularly the dog, right? We take dog walks. So it can all be handled in
1: that way. And be part of a wonderful fundraiser. Absolutely, I mean, people have been raising funds for several weeks for this event. But people can also show up on the day, um, give their donation, and walk with their dog and have a fun time. And it's not just about the walk. We have a lot of activities there at the park as well. We have animal-friendly food trucks. We have a very popular beer and mimosa garden for the for the finish line. And um, we also have a lot of vendors who are promoting animal-friendly products. We have sponsors like VCA Animal Hospital and Warm are going to be down there. So it's going to be a really fun morning down at the park and fingers crossed for fabulous weather too
0: yes well if there's any indication here earlier in August it feels as though we might be doing well for that weekend yes right it does yes fingers crossed yes (laughs) so what we have the pleasure of with Kenai here is Kenai is top dog so tell us about that Anna so,
2: Kina is the top dog, he's going to lead all the, uh, all the dogs and the people off, at, starting them off at the finish, at the uh, start and uh, going, uh, going through the walk and we've been uh, trying to raise a lot of funds um, through all of our friends and family and spread awareness of Paws and all the great work that they do and we are very excited to have Kenai be the top dog this year.
0: So with that honor, of course, it's leading the walk. That's that's a big deal, yes. right? Yes.
2: yes. So he is very athletic and very busy and um so I'm sure that he's gonna do a great job at it. <laughs> and we will we will try to keep
0: up. Well, that's often the trick, isn't it? You know, he'll want to be yanking on the leash.
2: Right, right.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, he is so beautiful. Thank you. Oh, just a gorgeous German shepherd. Yes. Uh, so I think the others will probably want to really stay uh, in stride and, and behave, right?
2: <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure. It's it's always fun at Paw's walk to see all the different dogs and, and um, even sometimes cats and parrots, I think we've
0: seen before too. Wow!
2: And uh, (laughs) so it's always fun to see all the dogs.
0: So is this going to be your first walk or have you partaken before? No, we've done
2: several POS walks over the years. Um, I think the first one we did was in 05 or 03, something like that, uh, when we had adopted our our previous dog from POS. And uh, so we've done several through the years. But Of course, this is the first time that we have a dog that is the top dog.
1: so. And it's also a big year for Paul's Walk itself because it's the 25th walk. So we're celebrating 25 years, which is very exciting. That is. So
0: Kenai gets to partake of that. Oh, he hears his name. Ears perk up. Looking (laughs) up. Do I get food? (laughs) Oh, I'll give you licks instead. Oh, dogs are so precious. So this uh, uh, tangent (laughs) is... This is so critically important to support the work of PAWS and to support animal adoption, which is part of the work that PAWS does. Because uh, although as Anatomy, uh, Kenai did not come from PAWS, still Kenai is an adopted animal adopt a dog, so really key that we do it that. It is, so.
1: yeah and he has had a very similar experience in his life through rescue that the cats and dogs at PAWS go through, so he and I spent some time in foster and PAWS has a thriving foster care program which actually is supported predominantly by volunteers who, you know, provide temporary shelter for cats and dogs in need, you know, moms and puppies mums um, and kittens, um, some of the dogs that have gone through medical procedures they rest up at home, which is so beneficial for them in actually um, resting away from the shelter environment, which can be very busy and bustling and, you know, you need that quiet time when you've had surgery or you're you're bringing up a new family. So, um, yeah, he's had a very similar experience. Um, He went through foster um, and then through the adoption process. So, yeah, he's got a lot in common with a lot of the animals we care for. Yes.
0: And this is part of the reason the walk happens. The fundraising portion of this is so key because of... Well, this is part of the work, is the foster care. Funds are needed to support that kind of work for the
1: families. Absolutely. Um, last year, we um, cared for and helped over 8,500 animals. That's wild animals and companion animals. So the money raised at Paws Walk is really, really vital to what we do um, and to helping us continue that work and save even more animals um, this year we have a $200,000 target and uh, that's our goal so we're working towards that and obviously the more walkers and the more people who can who can help us out with that goal would be fantastic um, and I really do want to stress that the walk itself August 27th at Marymoor Park is a great event to come to but if you're out of town if you're not in Washington, if you're listening to this on the on the web and you, you want to partake from out there, that's absolutely something you can do. You can register as a web walker. That's where you raise your money online. And then you can follow us on social. We'll be live social from the day, Twitter and Instagram and Facebook. Um, so there are other ways to participate. And you can also just make a direct donation through Pause Walk to Pause. So you can go to pausewalk.net and do all of those things, whether you're local and want to come along or you're a little bit further away or just, you know, you have to work that day or you're on vacation. Um, you can still play a part. Absolutely. Really key. I'm glad that you've mentioned that,
0: Catherine, because it's never too soon to think of the, about this in terms of donating to charitable organizations that do really important work in our community. Sometimes we wait until near the end of the year and we're scrambling. Let's be proactive right now and decide that pause Paws Walk. All of this is so important in the workings of our community and supporting these precious, precious animals that this is a good time to donate.
1: Absolutely. Couldn't agree more.
0: (laughs) Great. And for you, Anna, what was it that drew you to Paws? You adopted your first dog from Paws. How did that happen? What inspired you to be there?
2: Um, we've always we've always been inspired by Paws by all the work that they do not just for the cats and dogs but also for the wildlife in our community and uh, the education that they put out there and um, encourage others to keep helping uh, raise funds and rescue animals and be kind to animals the programs they have for children. Um, I think that that is that that is something that has always um, inspired me and has. I, I really enjoy supporting groups that are that are doing that, and uh, so Paws Walk is is great fun and all their fundraisers that they have, such as the auction and and all of that. We we always enjoy it,
0: so. Excellent. So uh, just another reason to support uh, or underscores that need for the animals, which is hard for me to understand how anyone could just abandon an animal or do whatever kinds of things happen that put them into a need for rescue. But the fact that PAWS is there to do
1: this work is so critical. And you said last year it was 8,500 Animals? Yes, um, wild and companion, yeah. And one of the um, big ways that we can actually spread our support wider than just Washington is that we've been really successful, um, as one of many who advocate for Spain, new to programs, in actually um, having capacity to take animals from other states and from other rescues where they maybe are facing an uncertain future. There's an overcrowded shelter. We have a lot of placement partners across the country, and we work with them to fly animals to Washington, um, and then PAWS and other shelters, you know, like NOAA and Seattle Humane. um, We take animals from other states and actually sometimes from other countries um, to help them and get them out of the situations that they're facing and to give them that vital second chance. So that's one of the really rewarding things that we can do. um, And the more people who support us in, in our mission, the more that we can save. So it's fantastic, really. Yes. And for yourself, how did you come to be involved in working for PAWS? Do you have a background of just having this tender heart for animals? Yes, I do. Um, My professional background is more in the arts and culture. Um, That was one part of my life. But um, yeah, I I volunteered when I was younger for the RSPCA, which is obviously the national organization in England, um, and did a lot of sponsored walks and a lot of raising money and um, volunteering with the cats and the dogs walking and that kind of thing um, and then I moved out to America and had this new opportunity to just move away from the arts and culture and turn that into more of a hobby and then put my um, expertise and my my passion into the animal side so um, yeah I started at Pause as an intern um, before I got my um, permanent residency and was able to work and then was fortunate enough to join the team so yeah, I consider myself very privileged to sit in a position where I get to tell some of the most inspiring stories I've ever told um, about cats, dogs and the wild animals. It's it's pretty special.
0: And be involved with these amazing fundraisers.
1: Yes, the fundraisers are fantastic. Pause Walk is a great, great event. Um, you know, we're there setting up from very early morning. Um, they're taking pictures, posting to social media, taking film. I'm just recording the day, um, and it's really, really special. yeah,
0: terrific. Anna, when you got the call or I'm not sure, maybe you got the text to let you know that Kenai was going to be top dog. How did that take place? So it was at the uh, at the pos auction that um, we uh,
2: we we got that, and uh, it was we were very excited about it and um, curious about what all it would entail. and we knew that uh, Kenai would uh, do a great job at it, and
0: um, yeah, we're having a lot of fun. <laughs> so, is that something I, I don't recall from the past that you bid on at the auction, or is it an honor that's bestowed? You bid on it, okay, and um, and it's it's a fun bidding frenzy. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yes, it's part of our Paul's Wild Night, which happens every year in in April, and that's our other major fundraiser of the year. It's a big. Um, you know 500 people plus beautiful dinner auction lots of fun um kitten kissing puppy cuddling lots of fun for the animals and yeah funny fun bidding on a wide variety of different items of all different types of values. so yes yeah so
0: it is an honor though obviously to be top dog so absolutely the bidding must get a bit crazy
2: yes, yes. yeah it sure does we were bidding on it last year and this year we we managed to get it and Both Rob and I are very, very excited to do
0: this with Kenai. That is exciting. So this is certainly a fundraiser, although
1: I'm not sure if at the dinner, are the pets present? No, No. we have um, a kitten kissing booth where we, Ah. you know, that's the cute factor for the evening. Um, but what's really important is that the bidding that is made, that money is going straight to the animals as well. So, right. um, yeah, it really is. The more money, that, the more frenzies that happen, the <laughs> more funds come to the animals. So, yeah.
0: Sure. Well, that's the thing, though, with the Paws Walk, is that it allows the animals to be a big active part of it.
1: Absolutely. Right? And we will have um, dog agility down there as well. And we'll have some adoptable dogs from Paws who will come out for the day. So there is an opportunity to meet your new best friend if you are looking for somebody to join your life.
0: So backing up, did you say dog agility?
1: Yes, we have a little area, um, and that dog agility is um, you can take part with your own dog, and it's just a fun little extra element to pause Walk.
0: Okay. Yeah. But you said, too, that there's an opportunity. There will be dogs and cats to adopt that day.
1: There will be dogs. We don't tend to take our cats out of the shelter although we are open that day for adoptions, if anyone wants to swing by Limwood or Paws Cat City after Paws Walk to continue the fun, um, we will have a selection of dogs available. So at this time, is the house pretty full? or what's You know, s- we have uh, we always have cats and dogs available and people can check our website, pause.org, for those listings. Um, we do have have been bringing some animals in, as I say said earlier, from out of state on transfers. So we do have, you know, anything from 20 to 40 to 60 cats and dogs available at any one time. And we also have animals, as I mentioned, also the foster program. There are animals out, you know, who are puppies getting ready for adoption or someone recovering from surgery. So, yeah, we always have animals available.
0: The foster program, I think, is really a very special one that is important, I think, for anyone, Uh, a way to if you will, test to see the compatibility with a particular animal, right? You know,
1: that's a very good point, actually, Kate. They do, um, foster care volunteers, sometimes you'll have a foster fail where they fall in love with that animal and actually, you know, they go through and they, they end up bringing a new companion into their life, which is fantastic. But, you know, a lot of people who can't manage a full-time animal in their home but still want that connection and still want to make a real difference, they'll often be the people who, you know, join our foster care program and have an absolutely wonderful Experience um, caring for these animals on a temporary basis, so that they can um, help them get better, or you know, help the puppies get old enough, ready for their spay neuter surgeries and then adoption. So, yeah, it is a really good thing to consider if you don't have a fur friend, or even if you do and they're you know quite happy around other animals. That's you don't have to be without animals in your own home to be a foster care volunteer. Right. So I think it
0: really fulfills. An important need for a lot of people. Yeah. Probably, well, for all people, really, I think, but it covers all bases.
1: Yes, and the 8,500 figure I mentioned earlier in terms of how many animals we cared for last year, um, more than 2,000 of those went through our foster program. So that, that shows you how really beneficial it is in our capacity to save more lives. Right. Yeah. Have you done that, Anna? Have
0: you been a foster parent? No, I have not. I have not, but we're very thankful
2: for the foster home that, that Kenai was in before we adopted him. And um, it, it truly is amazing the work and the dedication and the love that these foster homes are giving these animals until they can find their forever homes. And, and just like you said, sometimes there's uh, foster failures. And um, so, but it's all good for the animals.
0: Yes. Actually, that's, that's a cute terminology calling it a foster failure, where it's really ultimately a, a great success, right? Absolutely. Yeah. Yes. That's yeah. absolutely how it is. When you are doing the care for the wild animals, I always find that this is so interesting to know that behind the scenes because it is kept behind the scenes those are not animals for adoption. You're really saving them
1: to go back out in the wild, right? Absolutely. We're very much we're a wildlife hospital, and that is up in Limwood alongside our cat and dog shelter. Um, and we do keep it a little bit um, away from the public. It's not open as a visitor center. People are welcome to come in. Um, we do have some screens in our lobby area that they can see some of the patients that we're caring for. But once a patient is brought to us often by members of the public. You know, they may have found a baby bird in their yard or they may have been on the beach and seen a seal, a harbour seal some some distance away that, you know, they'd been looking at for a little while and seem to be in need of some help. Um, so we get a wide range of species um, brought to us by members of the public and um, state officials from the wildlife, uh, Washington Department of Fish and Wildlife. And, you know, one of the things that I'm in awe of as a person who works at PAWS is how the Wildlife Centre deals with The variety of species we see because it's you know we have cats and dogs and and pretty much although different breeds and different kind of types of cat and dog exist you know we might get anything from a harbor seal to a bald eagle to a bobcat to a turtle to all different kinds of um, wild animals brought to us in need of help and our veterinary team and our rehabilitators rise to the challenge every time and do the absolute best for those animals Um, But we do keep it private. They do have limited human contact when they arrive at the center. Our absolute goal is to get that animal rehabilitated and back out to its natural habitat, back out in the wild.
0: I can't even fathom then thinking of a bird, an eagle, and then a seal. Is
1: there like this large pool area? We do have facilities um, to... um, Rehabilitate marine mammals. We're one of only a few centres in this state that is able to do that um, and we have put a series of pools that are good for seabirds, useful for the seals and anything that we might get in. We also um, rehabilitate bears and last year we had nine bear cubs that we were looking after over winter until they were old enough to go back into the mountains, of the Cascades and, and beyond. Um, so we have a range of enclosures. That was a, a good number of bears last year but yeah, we do have... It's quite amazing how many animals we actually rehabilitate. If you ever come onto campus and see the facilities, um, it's quite modest looking from the outside, but what we achieve is very, very impressive. I can't even fathom the square footage. Is it really quite,
0: like you said, you can't tell from the outside, but it's it's a huge facility.
1: Once you get in there, yes. It's, um, you know, it's what we work with is mm-hmm. sometimes challenging. Square footage I have no idea about. So this is such a phenomenal
0: work. And I, I'm trying to get my head around the idea of nine little bear cubs. Can you add that? I can't I imagine. Can't imagine. <laughs> I mean, I, I can think that they might be kind of cute and cuddly, but Catherine, what happens? Are they just abandoned? Has their mother perhaps been injured or... What happened?
1: Typically, um, wildlife isn't abandoned, um, but we do find that, you know, mum might have been hit by a car, um, mm. she might have been shot, um, the, the den might have been disturbed and she just sort of fled and there was a situation that, you know, she, she didn't get back to her cub. Or, you know, there's there's all kinds of ways that that can happen. Um, you know, nowadays our urban areas are spreading more into yes. those areas where wildlife are, and... Um, and there's the potential for more um, contact. And you know that's something that we have to manage very carefully. Um, and that's why we're here to help, is that you know, if wildlife do get into difficulty and, and someone finds them, then they know that they can come to pause and the animal will get the best possible chance at survival.
0: And when people f- say they have found, say, a cougar in their yard, it's been roaming, it's not necessarily injured, Those animals, are they brought to you or is that a whole separate
1: situation? So um, we have had a couple of cougars in the past. What I would say is that the Washington Department of Fish and Wildlife, the state officials deal with it at the very open level. We don't respond. We don't collect. You know, we are the rehabilitation facility. Right. So we're their, their step in helping that animal if it needs, you know, medical assistance or it's been displaced and it needs temporary Housing, yes. So, Anna, in terms of your involvement with
0: all this work, I mean, that's a broad spectrum of work that PAWS does with the domestic animals, with their care for the wildlife and preparing them to go back into the wild. Was this part of what really then drew you to it, having kind of that double-sidedness to the work that they do? Or is it just animals in general that is your... Your heart's delight.
2: To me, it's animals in general, hmm. and I really enjoy all the different events that Paws puts out and and does, and we we have a great time with it.
0: The big thing coming up. This is what we really are wanting to focus on because it's another of the major fundraisers for Paws. Is the walk. It's coming up just. Next weekend or this coming weekend yes. on the twenty seventh.
1: Absolutely, uh, walker check in is from eight thirty. It runs right through till one thirty. All those activities we've mentioned: the beer mimosa garden, the food trucks, the dog agility. Um, yep, yeah, and it's going to be an absolutely fantastic event. We have hundreds of walkers already registered. Um, you can register now. You can register in the next week. You can register on the come along on the day. Um, it's all about registering, raising money. And helping those animals, whether you can be there or not, you can still play a part. So, yeah, we yes. would love to see as many people as possible come down there. And there is that really important goal of 200,000, correct? Yes. yes. We are on the way.
0: Yes. Mm-hmm. And and going over is okay. No one's going to reject that. We certainly
1: don't mind that. That's not a, that's not a top, we're done. No, <laughs> yeah. we can go beyond. <laughs> Absolutely.
0: And Marymoor Park uh, is such a, a gorgeous location at the best of times. Lots of parking, so it's convenient.
1: Yes, and um, we're right around where the climbing wall is and the velodrome. So if you just want to head down there on the day, that's where you'll find us. There'll be big banners at the entry to the park. So hopefully it'll be signposted really well and really obvious. And yeah, it's a beautiful 5K walk through some of the winding parts of the of the park and very, very pretty. And in fact, what's nice for paws is that we actually have released wild animals back into Maribor Park in the past. So as you walk through, you know, you might get to see, I don't know, a great blue heron or another kind of bird that may have actually touched paws. So it's kind of, it's it's really nice to have that in your mind as you're walking around. Yes, absolutely. And keep in mind too, that this
0: doesn't mean you don't have another walk with your favorite furry friend but it it might just be the one uh, to take take the place of that and start out early on Sunday morning and, and get that exercise in.
1: Yes, and also um, we have many people who actually walk in honour of a pet. So if it's a pet who, you know, for whatever reason can't walk 5K, you know, if you have a tortoise or a bunch of regard, you might be uh, struggling on that 5K, but it's you can walk in their honour. You can walk in the honour of a pet who's passed away. Um, you can walk in honour of a person. It really... Um, doesn't matter. It's all fantastic and it's all supporting a great cause.
0: Absolutely. We need to take care of these really wonderful creatures that enhance our lives. It, um, we don't even want to conceive of a world where we didn't have all the wildlife and our, our home pets with us because they are uh, with someone like me who did not grow up with a pet in the home, but now we have a dog. I, it's amazing how they just begin to work their way into your heart, and you can't imagine life without them, mm-hmm. right? Absolutely, yeah. yeah. And that's what PAWS does is give it gives us that opportunity mm-hmm. to to adopt the wonderful cats and dogs that might not otherwise have an opportunity for a loving home.
1: Yes, right. That is yeah. so true,
0: and that is why you're part of it, right, Anna? Absolutely, yeah. <laughs> lots of fun. Get out to these wonderful events that PAWS hosts and does this incredible work in the community. And, and you were saying one quick other story, Catherine, in terms of really supporting uh, pets from other parts of the country, it, you, you had mentioned bringing up some animals from California. They just get overloaded. Is that what happens? They do,
1: yes. Um, we have um, great demand for cats and dogs up here in Washington, um, which, you know, is a good problem to have. Um, and we can help out of state shelters. So California, Texas, um, we've taken many animals over the years. And You know, the fantastic organizations that help us um, include Wings of Rescue, I have to give them a mention. They are an all-volunteer-led team of pilots who pilot their own planes, who fly the animals up to Washington, and they land on the runway, and these tiny planes are just packed full of dogs and cats. And when they come off the plane, it's just so emotional and fantastic because they are starting anew. Um, hopefully the weather's sunny for them because they're coming from California and Texas. But, you know, they might like the reduction in temperature that Washington provides. Um, but at the very least, um, you know that they're safe and you know that they have that second chance. And that shelters like Pause can make that happen for them. Right. That is so fabulous. Isn't it heartwarming to it hear really these, is. Anna? It yeah.
2: really is. I'm getting goosebumps hearing yeah, it. I thought <laughs> I was noticing <laughs> you do that.
0: <laughs> yes. And that's the thing that we have an opportunity right now and uh, or wait until Sunday coming up and, and be there for the walk. But uh, good to register ahead of time and yes. make that uh, commitment. But PAWS does this incredible work in our community. It makes such a difference in the world. It makes such a difference in the life of each individual cat and each individual dog and then the wild animals, of course, too.
1: Right. Absolutely. Yeah. So, yeah, head on down to pausewalk.net for registration info, event info, and everything you need for next weekend. Perfect.
0: The invitation is there. We invite everyone to take you up on it, Catherine.
1: We can't (laughs) wait to see you.
0: it be fantastic. Well, thank you for being here. And, Anna, also, thank you so much. Thank you. Doing your love with keen eye and bringing the top dog (laughs) along to the walk. Thank you for being here. Thank you so much for having us. Thank you, Kate. You're
2: welcome. We really enjoy supporting PAWS because of the work that they do for the wildlife and the companion animals. And, and it really goes back all the way to 2002 when we adopted our beagle Snoopy from PAWS. And um, he was he was with us for 14 years. And, uh, yeah, I, I, I can't say enough good things about PAWS and the work that they do. We're honored to get to be part of it.